Welcome to another episode of Who Do You Deserve To Be? This podcast is sponsored by Russ Yeager's Body Transformation University, where you can get the body you deserve from the coach you deserve. Get in touch via Instagram, Facebook, or bodytransformationuniversity.com. Today's guest is a very special guest who is a co-founder of Sports One Marketing and formerly served as CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency. He is a value-based speaker whose combination of inspiration and energy has led to recognition of outlets such as Forbes and Entrepreneur. Please welcome David Meltzer. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for coming on. Great honor to have you on. Thank you. Um, I just want us from the start, basically, from our listeners, who is David Meltzer? What? Sure. You know, uh, for me, I'm someone who has had an eclectic journey of enjoying the consistent, everyday, persistent, without quit pursuit of my own potential, whether that was to be a professional athlete or a doctor or a lawyer, and then eventually, you know, a salesperson, multimillionaire, uh, ran the world's first smartphone. Uh, uh, for Samsung and, and Microsoft. Uh, I ran Lee Steinberg Sports Entertainment, the most notable sports agency in the world, and then created a marketing and media company with Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon. Uh, and the last four years have built my own brand. I have two TV shows, Elevator Pitch and Two Minute Drill. I have a podcast called The Playbook, which is a top entrepreneur podcast with entrepreneur. Uh, also do executive coaching around the world. I speak around the world. I've written four books, but all of that for one purpose, not only to pursue my own potential, potential, but to elevate others, to elevate themselves, to empower others, to empower others, to empower others, to be happy. And so for me, my main mission in life is to empower over a billion people to be happy, to create a collective consciousness of happiness in order to create the abundance and the more than enough attitude that's needed to bring what we want not what other people want for us. That's, that's absolutely incredible. And that's what's uh, inspired me to ask you to come on the show because I've, I've followed you for a while now. And my goal is, as you know, is mental health. And that's very, very important to me as or possibly obviously to yourself as well and part of your, your growth and helping people. And it's such an important topic at the moment with the way the world is, is shaping and gone in this last this last year and they're expecting mental health issues to drastically rise and the number of um, cases to rise last year alone there was 800,000 uh, suicide attempts um, recorded by WHO and it's something that really needs changing but they say it's some people say it's funding that needs to be changed because a lot of countries are only spending 35% of their budget on providing mental health service. But yes, I agree with that, but it's also with in society, we need to dig it out of society. What do you think is the best way of getting rid of that stigma out of society? Well, you know, we have to take a look at what causes hmm. mental health, right? There's so many different variables involved and, you know, I've done so much research on happiness, on mental health, and there's a variety of different things that cause anxiety. There's genetic dispositions that are incurred. There's PTSD, there's CTE, 
there's so many different variables that cause mental health, but we need to look at mental health individually as a whole as well as a, its own pandemic. Uh, you know, we have to understand that we have to address what is causing this huge pandemic of mental health uh, that is costing us lives in the most wasteful manner, people taking their own lives. Definitely. Or, definitely. or worse, other, some people even others, but yes. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you. With myself being an ex-patient of myself 15 years ago, uh, where I attempted suicide, um, and obviously that person is at a low point in their life, and it also affects the people around them, their loved ones and their friends. Um, have you ever encountered any issues with friends or loved ones? Yeah, many encounters of, uh, you know, my whole mission started because one of my daughter's friends uh, tried to commit suicide and, you know, 12 years old, I couldn't understand, you know, understood mental health by 12 year old. I understand drug addicts and genetics and, you know, depression of anxiety and money and adulthood and teenagers and hormones, but 12 year old, you know, was just shocking to me. And so looking into a variety of People who have been on my podcast and on my TV shows have you know, tried to commit suicide as well. And I've been in conversations with other people that wanted to kill themselves. Um, and look, the key to me is that one, we have to make the decision to love ourselves. And so if we can set forth someone on a journey to love themselves, then they're capable of loving other people. They're capable of giving to other people. They're capable of receiving from other people. And so that mission of happiness is one in which I've created different values and practices that help people take inventory in who they are and love that inventory every day. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm big for loving myself with, with fitness. Definitely, we've got to look after our, our body as well as yeah. our mind because that, that, equal, that equals each other out and balances itself out. And ultimately, it makes us completely happy. Um, yeah. Also, another thing as well, I had spoke to one of my previous guests um, was about education with mental health. Um, with, as you were saying, your, your daughter's friend who was only 12 who, who wanted to commit suicide. That's, I think, the main issues with a lot of young people is, is the pressures they have on education. And they have, to have get, they have to get the A grades to succeed in life. They have to look a certain way. They have to act a certain way. And I believe that there should be some sort of form of educational for the kids to understand mental health in schools, to learn that it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to ask out for help. What's your feelings on, on that? Absolutely. I think, you know, investing in that education and awareness about signs of mental health, you know, a lot of people misdiagnose what the problem is in that it's just a mindset issue. Uh, as well as how addictions and compulsive behavior, personality traits and characteristics, and then add on social media and alienation problems, et cetera. So the more we can educate people, there's four processes in which to stop this you know, uh, epidemic. One, we need to raise awareness, right? Overall, so people have a comfort level. Two, we, we need when we identify it to stop for a minute and to figure out the appropriate solution, right? Don't just resist it. Don't just think that, you know, putting it into a program and, you know, throwing money at it, it's gonna change it. It's not. 
let's figure out why, what's the underlying reasons why, and then let's get the person rolling in the right direction. So that four-step process can be utilized in order to effectuate. And the first one, as you mentioned, is so important because it's raising the awareness uh, to what's needed. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, a long way of going to that big step is teach training. I believe um, this is another thing my, my, my previous uh, guest picked up on was that all our teachers are all first aid trained. They, they could put a plaster on, I think, Well, first of all, you know, there's teachers, parents, and friends. And so the more that we can empower teachers, parents, and friends in order to raise the awareness, to start the conversations, to show and to see where the help can be available, and to start the process, as I mentioned previously, to roll in the right direction, not to resist what persists, not to throw money and solutions at something that we don't understand, but to stop for a minute and as friends, family, and teachers, educate and empower to find the best solution so that we can start consistently, persistently pursuing the potential of happiness that that person has. Definitely. And with, with yourself growing up, becoming the businessman that you are today, there would have been those stresses and those pressures on you as well to get there. What... <laughs> What would have, what, you know what I mean? What would have pushed you even further to get to where you are now? Um, you know, for me, it was education of understanding from people who were in the position I wanted to be in. I think the biggest difference in my life is mentorship. Uh, you know, once I realized that if I want to get somewhere, the easiest way to get there is to find someone that's already there and ask them for directions. But my ego was too much in my way to ask for help and the more successful I got, the bigger my ego got, which meant I asked for less and less help, which caused all types of different issues in my life, even mental health issues, you know, stress, anxiety, fear, ego, you know, anger, all, all those things. I never was suicidal, but I had many issues that, you know, we haven't really addressed that are related to mental, you know, health and, you know, anxiety is at an all time high, fear is at an all time high. Depression is it all. These people, a lot of them will live their whole life getting migraines, depressed, anxious, frustrated, and fearful, and that never want to kill themselves, but not live the capacity that they're able to live, not live a fulfilled, joyful life. Exactly, yeah. And another thing I think, which is mental health, is loneliness. Yeah. Especially at the moment with everything. I call it, I call it separateness, right? So separateness, people okay. can be... Right, because people can be around a ton of people. Everyone will say, why are you so lonely? You got tens of friends, you got tens of family, you got tens of, right? No, I'm separate from them. I don't feel connected to them. So that's the bigger issue that we have to fight right now, especially because of the way social media, especially because of the pandemic, especially because we're physically separate. It's so much easier to be actually emotionally separate as well. Mm. Um, what's your advice to those people that are feeling separated from everyone you know i i 
am not a doctor, I'm not right. a professional, right. but I've learned one thing that truly works. You know, when I feel alone, separate, I go do something for someone else. I go help right. some, someone else and it creates an immediate connection and very few people resist me offering to help them. So, you know, I literally start down my phone book and say, hey, anything I can do for you? How can I help? And, so, you know, after a few calls, I got tons of things I got to do and it's a good deed and it raises and elevates my awareness and happiness and serotonin is released and oxytocin and endorphins, you know, and dopamine, all the biochemical things that will change my mindset, heart set in my consciousness and get an injection of dope every day, you know, dopamine, oxytocin, <laughs> serotonin, endorsing the dose of dose, man, you're on fire. So I think it's important to, to do that. And if you, you know, first step is go, go help someone else. You're going to feel better. Yeah, definitely. Another, another uh, saying about helping other people. There was, there was, uh, I listened to a lot of motivational speeches through Spotify and that. Uh, I like to wake up to it in the morning. It's a good way, I think, to get the, your mind going and getting the, the day going in a good spirit. And there was one thing, one person said that the most selfish thing you can do is help another person because the love and the gratitude you get from that person is like you said, it, it just gets everything flowing. It just sends, I don't know how you, what you think about that, if you agree with that. Yeah, well, I agree that we are health. We are wealth. We are happiness. We're connected to the greatest source of life, love and lessons at all time. And so what I always do is shift the paradigm and try to figure out what is it that's causing the interference to what I'm already, what is it that I'm doing that causes the interference to this joyful, happy wholeness that I belong to? What am I doing? And then use my free will to adjust what I'm doing in order to clear the way for me to feel that connection to this great source of joy. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, absolutely love that. And another bit of advice for my listeners that may be struggling or whatever, how would you, not obviously how completely your day-to-day -day routine, but how would you start the day to get you yourself going and uplift your mood for the day? I, you know, the best thing I've learned over the years yeah. is that my tomorrow starts today meaning I have an unwind routine at nine o'clock that makes sure that I sleep very, very well. So that when I wake up the next day, I'm at my highest frequency at a positive state of mind. And then I meditate to go even higher. So instead of living like Camus wrote, the myth of Sisyphus, where you push a boulder to the top of the hill, let it roll all the way down every morning, which causes depression, anxiety, and even suicide. Instead, I plateau and grow. I wake up excited for the day, the carpe diem attitude that I am plateauing and growing. And it starts tonight at nine o'clock my tomorrow by unwinding. I see sleep as an eight hour exercise. Who wouldn't warm up if you got to exercise for eight hours? So to warm up for sleep is called an unwinding routine. Unwinding is warming up. Sleep is the most essential thing to start your day at the highest frequency or level. And so I utilize that routine in order to effectuate the daily routine that leads back to the unwinding routine. That's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely, absolutely love that. I might, uh, I might use that one. I absolutely love that. Uh, one more thing I want to say, and if I can get you to leave one more motivational quote or speech or whatever for my listeners, is I listened to something before and they were saying that life is like holding a pen 
to your story and you can write any story you want and achieve anything you want. You've just got to be able to believe in yourself. Um, is there anything you want to follow up on that to get everyone? I, I think, you know, that idea is a little bit opaque and obtuse. Uh, what I prefer to tell people is take inventory of your values. Take inventory of your values every day. Find out who you are personally, experientially, giving and receiving every single day. And don't be afraid of being a hypocrite. Don't be afraid of changing your mind, growing, changing, and learning. Don't be afraid. Know that pain is just an indicator that you have a lesson to learn and suffering is the process to find that lesson. And pain and suffering will lead you to angle to something better and have faith you'll end up somewhere better than that. But you need to know your what and then apply your why. And I promise you, you will make every possibility of an imagination into a probability with inspiration. And then through strategy, discipline, and awareness, you'll make that your perspective or your reality. All you have to do is know who you are, learn to love you. Brilliant. Well, that's a, an amazing way to finish today's show. I absolutely loved it. And once again, Thank you very much for coming on. Absolutely honored to have you on. Thank you, my friend. Be happy. Be kind Thank to your you. future self. Do good deeds. Join me every Friday for free training. David at dmeltzer.com. Email me, david at dmeltzer.com. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you very much, David. Thank you. Take care. Take care, D. Bye-bye.